Welcome to Bite Size Opinion, the podcast where we take topics and put them into a bite-sized version. My name is Rio, and today I am joined by Atharva and Kana to discuss our predictions for the NFL regular season now that the official schedule has been released. We will go division by division, starting in the AFC with the AFC East. So last year, the Buffalo Bills won the AFC East, and they were followed by the Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, and the New York Jets. So uh, do you guys want to elaborate on that? Yeah, so last year, it was interesting to see that Josh Allen took a big step and Buffalo got really far, and I think that they're a really good team. So because of that, I think they're going to win the division again pretty easily. But then between Miami and New England, it was really difficult because last year Miami got second, but New England didn't have a lot of the pieces that they have this year. Uh, For that reason, I initially thought that New England would get second, but I just think that since Miami has already proven that they could make the playoffs and Tua should get better and they added a few more pieces, I think they'll get second, followed by New England with the Jets at fourth because, I mean, they don't really have much right now. Zach Wilson's going to come in, start immediately. They're going to win a few extra games. I don't think they'll be the second worst team in the league again, but they'll definitely not get, uh, they'll definitely not play better in the division. Yeah, so um, I agree with you. Um, definitely, Buffalo is definitely first, as always. I think they're going to go maybe around 14-3 or, like, 13-4. Um, but then, like, the second, uh, for the second, it, I mean, it's kind of interchangeable, Miami or the Pats. I mean, Miami does have the fifth easiest schedule, while Pats have the 12th easiest. But, like, we still have to see how Tua plays out because, I mean, we did see how he played out uh, last year. I think he was 6-3. Um, but then again, Pats also have so many new weapons, and those players are a bit experienced, so we know how they play, but we don't know how they're going to play in a cohesive team. So, I mean, it could go either way with Miami or Pats. And then um, last last but not least, um, we have Jets. At, uh, I, I say they have around 4-13, uh, 4 wins, 13 losses. I, I think the addition of Zach Wilson um, is going to be better. Robert Saleh is a new head coach, but not much is going to change with the Jets. Yeah, I can definitely agree with all those predictions. Like you said, New England will have to work together and we'll have to figure out how their quarterback situation works. I think Cam Newton will probably start out the season, but Mac Jones can take over at any point. And with any team that has a quarterback replacement, they're usually not going to be at the top of the division. Yeah, and that was the AFC East. So now I'm going to move on to um, the AFC North, where... The Pittsburgh Steelers won last year, followed by the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, and the Cincinnati Bengals. So, uh, what are your predictions for this year? Um, so, for my predictions, I think um, for at the top it will be Browns, like 12-5. Uh, they do have the ninth hardest schedule, as they are facing like the Chiefs, Packers, Ravens, uh, Cardinals, and Steelers, and other teams. But I think that uh, they have a really uh, they have a really good offense, and they've built building up their defense as well. And I feel, and then second, it's going to be the Ravens. And at this point, I think the Browns and Ravens are pretty interchangeable. I'm considering they have pretty similar schedules as well, even though Ravens have a harder schedule. But now that the Ravens have have uh, Rashad Bateman and Sammy Watkins and it's really strong defense, I think Lamar has the receiving core that he needs so he can throw to. And it will be uh, pretty inter- interesting to see how the Ravens and Browns are going to fight it out in the AFC North. And next up, we have the Steelers. And Steelers were definitely pretty good last year. They started 11-0, but then they were on a a steep decline. And I think this year, it's definitely going to change, but it's going to be similar to how it was 
the second half of the year. So I'm predicting they're going to go around maybe 8-9 or like 9-8. And then again, they do have the hardest schedule of all the teams. And they haven't done much over the offseason. But now they've got Najee Harris. I guess that's I guess they got the running back. They needed a bit of help on the offensive line as well. But um, as well with Steelers, I don't think there's going to be much improvement there. And then Bengals have them going around 5-12. They have the sixth hardest schedule. Um, offense has gotten a little bit better with Jamar Chase and like the Joe Burrow like connection they had at LSU. Uh, but defense still needs to be addressed. So uh, that's my order for the AFC North. Yeah, I can definitely agree with all four, the way you rank those. However, I feel like Baltimore is a more proven team than Cleveland. But like you said, the Steelers have the hardest schedule in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken, and Baltimore is either second or third, with Cleveland a little farther down. So it might be an easier path for Cleveland. But I just think that Lamar Jackson is, and with like you said, with the defense and the receivers is going to be much better. And they've already proven to do pretty well. A few years ago, they were the best team by record in the AFC, even though they couldn't pass the Titans. Um, And like you said about the defenses, the Steelers, Browns, and Ravens, in my opinion, all have top five defenses in the entire NFL. And the Steelers definitely took a decline. But with Najee Harris, they won't start 11-0, especially with their week one game against Buffalo. But I still think that they have a good chance of making the playoffs as a 6th or 7th seed. They won't win the division, that's for certain. Uh, so Baltimore will probably win, in, uh, I think. Then Cleveland. Pittsburgh 3rd, but maybe around 10-7. and seven. And then Cincinnati 4th, because Joe Burrow coming off an ACL injury. Uh, we'll see how he does in his sophomore campaign. They really didn't address offensive line that much. And I still feel like that's going to be an issue and it'll be difficult for Burrow to handle. Jamar Chase was a good addition, uh, making the receiver core stronger. Defense is still lacking. And in a division where the top three teams have top five defenses in the whole NFL, Cincinnati is the one outlier. So for that reason, I think they're going to be fourth. Yeah, and to move on, in the AFC South last year, the Tennessee Titans won the division, barely edging out the Indianapolis Colts. Then they were followed by the Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars. So what would the predictions be for this year? I see uh, quite a few things switching up. So I think the Colts might actually be able to win the division this year, followed by the Titans and then Jaguars. Uh, it's pretty obvious why the Texans are going to be fourth. You don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. And even if he does play, they only won like four games last year out of 16. And the team, in my opinion, got worse. They still haven't found a replacement for DeAndre Hopkins, and they've been looking for quarterbacks and super old players on the free agent market. So they're going to be last. Uh, then Trevor Lawrence joined Jacksonville. He's not going to make the team a contender immediately. They're going to lose a lot of games. I still think they'll probably go maybe 4-13, and 13, but they won't be the worst, as I think Houston's probably going to be the worst in the entire league. Then between Indianapolis and Tennessee, it was really close. Tennessee won by uh, about a game last year, and they have Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill, all consistent starters, but they lost Corey Davis, Jonu Smith, and that defense, in my opinion, is not very good. They don't have a lot of secondary help. They don't have a lot of pass rush. Uh, they lost Jadavion Clowney, who barely played last year. They got Bud Dupree, who's coming off an ACL injury, but I just think Indianapolis will be more consistent. Mainly because I think Carson Wentz is that like perfect puzzle piece to the whole team. 
Philip Rivers was really good last year, very consistent, and they were able to make the playoffs as a wild card. I think Carson Wentz might be even a bit better in Frank Reich's system. Defense is really good. All the rookies on offense, like Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, they're all going to get better. And because Tennessee lost out on a few important names, I think they'll drop down to second. But I think the Colts and the Titans will both make the playoffs. Yeah, a lot of what you said I definitely agree with. I had Colts at, <clears throat> had Colts at the top, uh, then Tennessee, and then uh, Jaguars, and then Texans. As we know with the Texans, they did lose a lot of – I mean, they were declining more and more. They only really had the Sean Watson left. And um, they also lost Will Fuller to the Dolphins. So I really don't know how it's going to uh, – how – I mean, there's really any upside in the Texans. Jaguars got Trevor Lawrence. I was a bit confused why, I mean, they chose, like, uh, Travis uh, – I think it was – yeah, Travis Etienne in the draft. Because, I mean, they have James Robinson. So it's kind of a confusing draft pick. I mean, I see it, but – I see the value, but I just don't get it. Uh, with Tennessee, yeah, they did lose – Amadori Jackson, they did lose Malcolm Butler with the quarterbacks. Their defense did get their defense did get a little bit worse. Um, but they still have Brian Tannehill. They still have um Corey Davis with not not Corey Davis, sorry. AJ Brown, yeah, AJ Brown. Um and they still have Derrick Henry, which is arguably a top three running back or top two running back, um, in my opinion. Um, but the Colts do have consistency. That's the one thing they have over Tennessee. And um hopefully Carson Wentz can deliver. If he doesn't deliver, I mean, I really don't know how it's going to fare out for Carson Wentz in his NFL career. Um, but they do have good rookies. Um, they have a solid offensive line with Quentin Nelson and the other players. They do have the ninth easiest schedule, the Colts do. And they do have to play the whole NFC West. But I think um, the Colts can come out on top and gain the um, AFC South division title this upcoming NFL season. Yeah, as you mentioned about Travis Etienne earlier, what I've seen and read is that the Colts, like you said about how a consistent Carson Wentz can be, last year he was really bad, but if he's back in his MVP stage, then I see the Colts making a deep playoff run. However, if he doesn't do well, I still think the Colts can make the playoffs because they have so many pieces, and Carson Wentz won't make them tank that much. But in that case, I'll see the Titans winning the division, followed by the Colts, because there's a big drop-off from... Indianapolis and Tennessee to Jacksonville and Houston. And to wrap up the AFC, I want to move on to the AFC West, where last year the Kansas City Chiefs won, followed by the Las Vegas Raiders, Los Angeles Chargers, and the Denver Denver Broncos. So uh, for my predictions, no doubt the Chiefs are going to win the AFC West like any other year. Uh, They're going to go maybe around 14-3. So we saw in the Super Bowl, Chiefs, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he was running for his life. And but they addressed it in the off season. They got so many offensive uh, linemen, and while they did lose uh, Watkins, um, it wasn't big. It wasn't a big deal, and they didn't didn't have too many improvements in defense. So Chiefs are gonna linger around the same uh, score they were, same wins they were last year. Again, they will be an elite team and possibly back in the Super Bowl again. Maybe, definitely in the AFC Championship game. Uh, next up for on my list, I have the Chargers lingering around, maybe like nine, eight, or ten, seven. So last year they definitely got Justin Herbert, and no doubt that's going to be their uh, franchise quarterback. Um, Chargers will definitely bounce back this year, as they did address the offensive line problem with Slater in the draft, and they got other players such as Asante Samuel Jr. as well, quarter, oh, sorry, quarterback. 
And if Herbert continues to progress, Chargers could be um, a decent team this year. What, they're, and they're definitely going to be going to be better than last year. The, ne- the next two are kind of interchangeable, but I feel like Las Vegas has a little bit of an edge. So um, the Raiders' offseason wasn't that impressive, as we know. And they probably lost some strength over the offseason as well. Uh, they chose Alex Weatherwood in the first round of the draft. And Vegas didn't improve, again, that much as well. And they maybe even maybe even worsened a bit. Not to mention they have the eighth hardest schedule in the NFL. So that's going to um, maybe... Um, um, that's going to probably lower their wins just maybe by one or two than last year. And then Denver, um, again, Denver has a good receiving core and their defense is getting better. But I think the main issue is Drew Locke. I mean, I think last season he had 15, he had 16 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. And that's not a good sign. And especially, I mean, this is Drew Locke's third year. This is when he should be, I guess, not really breaking out, but he should be improving. And we haven't really seen any major improvement from Drew Locke. And they did sign Teddy Bridgewater, which wasn't a huge, huge upgrade. Um, but we'll have to see what Drew Locke uh, does this time. They also have the sixth easiest schedule, um, which is why Vegas and Den- Denver are a bit interchangeable in my book. Yeah, I have the exact same thing with Las Vegas and Denver being interchangeable. Uh, like you said about Drew Locke, he still hasn't proven much going into his third year now. Maybe since they traded for Teddy Bridgewater, there might be some competition in that quarterback room. Maybe it'll bring something out of Drew Locke. I feel like he's going to be the starter for most of the season, if not the whole season. And at any point, they can bench him for Teddy Bridgewater, but I still see see them getting last in the division. Las Vegas was better than Denver last year, as they actually got second, surprisingly, in the division last year. But I see them dropping down to third mainly because of the improvements the Chargers have made. Justin Herbert will definitely get better. And at the very end of last season, they won quite a few games as they were finally figuring things out. They have a really strong offense. Austin Eckler missed a lot of the season last year. So with him back, they should be much better. Defense also improved. Offensive line improved. Uh, But of course, they're not going to win the division because Kansas City's in their way. Uh, I see Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs maybe winning 15 games. Last year, they won 14. Uh, now we will move on to the division that most people considered the worst in the NFL last year, which is the NFC East. The Washington football team won last year, followed by the New York Giants, Dallas Cowboys, and the Philadelphia Eagles. So what are you guys, your guys' predictions on that? This was really difficult for me. Uh, I went with the uh, Washington football team winning the division, but... To be honest, I can see any team winning the division because it's all about injuries and they don't really have a true quarterback. They're going to have Ryan Fitzpatrick, but with that really young defense, I think they're a top five or top seven defense in the whole league. And that's the main thing that's separating them from the rest of the division. I have Dallas second because Dak should be back and with Dak back, Uh, Ezekiel Elliott should be much better. CeeDee Lamb should take a step forward. Amari Cooper has been very consistent. I could see the Cowboys uh, jumping ahead of the football team, but I have them second. The Giants close behind at third. They made major improvements. Daniel Jones should get better. Kenny Galladay was added. Their defense is also top 10, in my opinion, in the league. They played really well last year. 
So between those top three teams, I can see any order. I can see Dallas, then Washington, then New York. I can see New York, Dallas, Washington. But I went with Washington, Dallas, New York. And then last will be Philly. Philly didn't really do much. Jalen Hurts, we'll see how he does. But I still think they're going to get lost in that division just because their defense isn't the greatest. Their offense isn't the greatest. They have some really old players. They don't have a lot of youth to build around like the other three teams. And I think the Philadelphia Eagles are definitely going to a rebuild stage. That's why I had them last. I also agree with what you said. Um, the NFC uh, East is very interchangeable, except Philly, of course. They're in rebuild mode. Um, with the Washington football team, they're in the middle of the pack in the strength of their schedule. And they did get Ryan Fitzpatrick. And they have a solid uh, defense, as you said, top seven defense. And their offense still needs to improve a little bit. They didn't make too many um, big improvements in the offseason other than they got Ryan Fitzpatrick, which was just a major uh, pickup. And I've no- I have actually saw their schedule. And Washington football teams, I think, yeah, their last five games are um, against the opponents. And all those opponents are in their division. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see how those last five games for um, Washington football team plays out. And next up, I have, I think you said Dallas, but I actually have Giants. So Giants have the eighth easiest strength of schedule, and I feel like they picked up really good players over the offseason. They picked up Genny Colladay, Kyle Rudolph, Adore Jackson, Kadarius Tony from the draft, Aziz Ojulari, and Saquon is coming back after his ACL tear. We don't know if he's going to be um, elite mode, because of his ACL tear, but he's still going to be pretty good. And again, they have a really strong secondary, really strong defense. And if everything goes right with Daniel Jones, I think that things could be much better for the Giants. With Dallas, as you said, Dak is back, and they got Micah Parsons. And not to mention, Dallas has the second easiest schedule in the league. So again, these three teams are pretty interchangeable. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see how it plays out. And uh, Philly, yeah, you said Jalen Hurts is unproven, and, I mean, they got, um, who did they get? Oh, yeah, they got Devontae Smith, Heisman winner. So at least they got one more, one more receiver. And while they have the easiest schedule in the league, they also are one of probably one of the worst teams in the league. So I don't think that the Philly is going to um, win the division at all this year. Yeah, and like you were saying, you have Dallas, sorry, you have New York ahead of Dallas. I think one thing about the schedules that they make is that they usually pair the team with the complementary team from another division with like the same ranking. So Washington will probably have a harder schedule since they'll have to play the first place team from every NFC division. But I think the NFC changed a lot and we'll get to that later on. But for that reason, I think, yeah, Dallas could go ahead of Washington, even though you have Dallas third. But really, it'll be interesting. I'm excited to see how this division goes because I don't think they'll be the worst again. Still not super talented division, but it'll be very close like it was last year. Uh, so the NFC North, which was fairly one-sided last year, had the Green Bay Packers win, followed by the Chicago Bears, Minnesota Vikings, and the Detroit Lions. So uh, for Green Bay, so as we know, it's the situation is pretty interesting in Green Bay. I mean, there's, like, Rodgers trade. He wants to get out. He's, um, like, disgruntled with the situation. So if Rodgers stays, I think they're going to go around 11-6 or 12-5. They have um, a pretty tough schedule. They're around fifth, and they, it, they're they probably not going – last year they had a pretty easy schedule, 
Um, but if Rodgers leaves, they're going to be way worse team, and I know that. Um, Rodgers does hold the team together, and without him as a starter, they will have issues. Uh, they didn't have many offseason improvements other than keeping Aaron Jones. Um, so they won't have the same uh, they probably won't have the same success as they did last year, but I still think they're gonna get the division uh, title. Next up, I have the Vikings. And Vikings did improve their offensive line to help Kirk Cousins, and they have good options in their offensive core. Um, but last year, we saw their defense was where it was lacking. But I just want to mention, last year, the Vikings, these are the players that opted out. Daniel Hunter, Michael Pierce, Eric Kendricks, Anthony Barr, and now they have Patrick Peterson in defense. So basically, almost all their good players on their defense opted out last year. And now they got, now that uh, they're going to come back in this year, I think they can improve a little bit. Of course, not the best team, but they're certainly going to be better than they were last year. Um, and some they are facing the NFC West opponents, Packers, Ravens, Browns. So it's going to be nice to see how the Vikings will do in the NFC North. Next up, I have Chicago, um, around 7-10 maybe. I don't have much to say here. Um, they got Justin Fields, which might turn things around. Again, he's unproven, so I don't know. They still lack pieces here and there. They have Allen, they have Allen Robinson, which in my opinion is a very underrated receiver. And then you have the Lions. I mean, the Lions have been in rebuild, rebuild mode for, I mean, how long? They definitely have a, kind of an okay schedule. They lost both Kenny Galladay, and they traded Stafford for Jared Goff, which is definitely a... a Certainly, the quarterback is not as good as before. Stafford is definitely better than Goff. And they did draft some okay players in the draft, but Lions are um, undoubtedly going to end up last in the NFC North. Yeah, I can agree with most of that. Uh, like I said before, with the Texans probably being the worst or second to worst team in the whole league, I see that with the Detroit Lions as well. Either last or second to last. They don't really have much. They lost Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. With Justin Fields and Andy Dalton, I wouldn't say that their quarterback situation is consistent, but it's a little bit more consistent than Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. Andy Dalton's probably going to start, and I liked what he did with Dallas last year, although they didn't win many games. Uh, Justin Fields might take over. Uh, but opposed to what I said about New England with the quarterback switch midseason, I still feel like Chicago might make some sort of a playoff push. I don't see them making the playoffs at all, but they could get second uh, in the division, which could help them. They'll barely edge out Minnesota. I could see it going either way, but obviously I have the Packers winning the division and making the playoffs uh, around probably 12 or 13 wins, like you said. If Aaron Rodgers stays then they're going to be an amazing team with Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. Defense is still lacking like superstar power. They have Jair Alexander, who's good. But besides that, they don't really have much. They'll definitely do well. If Aaron Rodgers leaves or like stays out, then they might drop to maybe second or third in the division. I still see, see them doing better than Detroit. But we'll see what Aaron Rodgers does. But I think he, with Aaron Rodgers, who won MVP last year, the Packers will easily win this division. Next, we have the NFC South, where the New Orleans Saints won last year, followed by the Super Bowl-winning Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
then the Carolina Panthers, and finally the Atlanta Falcons. So um, for this, for the NFC South, I have undoubtedly um, Bucks going first in the division with uh, maybe around 14 wins. So as we know, Buccaneers have not even made a dent in their roster. They re-signed a lot of their star players, and they're still going to be an elite team. Then again, I mean, we've seen Brady time and time again. He is he is undoubtedly the GOAT. But then again, Brady is getting old. And these factors can contribute to their success. Of course, they're definitely gonna, gonna get a lot of wins. But Brady's getting old, his speed is getting low, his arm is getting um like he's, he can't throw as far maybe as you saw maybe back in 2005. But Bucks undoubtedly will win the division. Next, this one was pretty hard for me, but I think I gotta go with the Saints next up, around eight or nine wins. So with Breeze gone, it's either Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston who has to step, step up to the throne for the Saints QB. I do think that it should be Jameis Winston. He needs a chance to redeem himself. Um, because, I mean, guys, Taysom Hill, I mean, okay, he's not really that good of a QB. He literally, I mean, he literally, like, fumbles it every other time. But then again, we can't, we know Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill. So I really don't know how it's going to go, like, the situation. Um, They did lose some key players at, bo- off, at both offense and defense. So the Saints will definitely not be the team they were last year. And they are going to be a bit worse. But they're not going to be, like like, horrible, like, Probably they're still going to have a decent amount of wins. And next up, we have the Panthers. I had them going around uh, like 6 11 ish. So, Panthers, they got JC Horn. They have CMC coming back, who people still forget is a top three running back in my book, and he's still versatile. They also got Sam Darnold. He needs to also not prove himself, but finally he's out of the Jets franchise, so he can finally really show what his capabilities are. And then we have the Falcons. I also have the Falcons and like the Panthers like interchangeable a bit. And um, with the Falcons, they didn't do much in free agency to help with that horrible defense last year. I mean, that's why they choked like half the time. They drew, They did draft Kyle Pitts. And I mean, they have Pitts, they have Julio Jones, and they have Calvin Ridley. I mean, that's probably the that's like the best receiving core in the league. I mean, that's really, really good receiving core. But then again, the defense, I mean, I don't know about that. So, I mean, again, with the Falcons, it could go either way. Um, so that's why I have Panthers and Falcons a bit interchangeable. Yeah, for me, this was really difficult to predict with the final three teams. Like you said, Tampa Bay will probably easily win this division with like a two to three win margin. Uh, Tom Brady is still really good. He might regress, but that defense is top five, top seven. Still a very good team. They're going to win the division, try to make a Super Bowl run. Then with the next three teams, you had New Orleans second, but I actually have Carolina second because after New Orleans and Tampa Bay last year, Carolina was third in the division. And with Christian McCaffrey back, like you said, this team will be much better. They'll have a receiving threat and a running threat. Mike Davis stepped up, but he's not Christian McCaffrey. Um, Sam Darnold might produce more consistent quarterback play. We'll see how he turns out. He's unproven in this system and in the league in general because he hasn't been able to do much with the Jets. But I still see Carolina second, but very close behind. I have New Orleans third. They still have Alvin Kamara, 
Michael Thomas, a pretty good defense, but no Drew Brees. With the quarterback play, Taysom Hill wasn't the most consistent last year when he played. Jameis Winston in the past has had a lot of interception issues. So for that reason, I had them third. And it was, again, close with the fourth team because Atlanta just tends to choke a lot. They're very inconsistent. When you look at their offense on paper, like you said, Julio, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan at quarterback, now Kyle Pitts. But they just don't live up to expectations. They made the Super Bowl a few years ago, and ever since then, they've just been really bad. They always choke their games. Their defense doesn't play well. So for that reason, I had them fourth, like you did. But with those last three teams, I think they're all interchangeable. I don't think New Orleans will fall down to last place. I think it's safe to say Atlanta will get last. But with Carolina and New Orleans, it'll be very close in my opinion. Finally, we have the NFC West, one of the best, if not the best, division in the NFL. So the last year, the Seattle Seahawks won, followed by the Los Angeles Rams, Arizona Cardinals, and the San Francisco 49 Yeah, so with Matt Stafford now on the team, big upgrade over Jared Goff. I see LA winning. Another top seven defense. I don't know how many times I've said that this episode, but Rams defense, very good. Offense, very good. Now with Matt Stafford, running back, we'll see. Cam Akers should progress uh, since he was a rookie last year. Receivers, they have Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Offensive line has been pretty good too. So I see them getting first. Now with the next three teams, again, this was probably this I think was the hardest division for me because all four teams could rank in any order. We don't know how good Matt Stafford will be with Sean McVay, but I think he'll be good enough to get first. Then I had San Francisco in second. I don't know how many people would agree with me on this, but I, they were in the Super Bowl just two years ago. Their team didn't lose out on much. They drafted Trey Lance, and for that reason... I think Jimmy Garoppolo will get slightly better since he knows there's someone who's going to replace him. Uh, the defense is still very good. Top 10 defense. Running backs, we'll see. They faced so many injuries last year. Their team is getting older, but they're still good. Nick Bosa coming off that ACL injury. He won Defensive Rookie of the Year. We'll see how the whole team plays out. Then I have Arizona third. Kyler Murray should get better. DeAndre Hopkins will get more used to the whole system. That's going to be exciting to watch, especially after that Hail Mary last year, which people are calling the Hail Murray against the Bills. That was really fun to watch and witness. I see the Cardinals third and Seattle fourth. And even though they have Russell Wilson, who started out as like the MVP frontrunner last year, I don't see Seattle doing well. They collapsed against... The Rams last year in the playoffs. Offensive line struggled a lot. Russell Wilson struggled towards the end of the season. Chris Carson is a solid running back. That defense is nothing like the Legion of Boom it used to be. They lost Shaquille Griffin, who, in my opinion, was the best corner and best uh, player in the secondary after Jamal Adams. But Jamal Adams tends to just stay in the box and rush the quarterback. So I'm interested to see how this division will play out. I think all four teams have a chance at making the playoffs now that there are three wildcard teams. But it'll be interesting. So I have uh, the Rams, the 49ers, the Cardinals, and then the Seahawks. So for my um, predictions, I think uh, the LA Rams will top out, with uh, will win the division with around 11 wins or 12 wins. I mean, for the Rams, look at them. 
all they needed was a good QB. And even though they traded their draft picks, their first round draft pick, I think Matthew Stafford will shock many people this year. I think that he was the right key they needed to the lock. And I think he can really improve their offense and their defense again. Um, has been stellar as we've seen last year, like definitely in the top five. So I think LA can edge out um, and win the division. Next up, I have the Seahawks. Um, so last year, the Seahawks were a pretty good team, and that didn't change the fact. But like as you can see, their offense and their defense, they were never synchronized. And Russell Wilson was running for his life every game due to that horrible offensive line. And they didn't change that much over the offseason. But now that you like told me about the Griffin, like Shaquem Griffin, I I think I don't think that might make such a big change. So I think I'll keep Seahawks at second. And the reason I put them over the Cardinals and the 49ers is they already had this rhythm going. And I feel like they I just have this like intuition that they just might edge over. Next up, I have actually the Cardinals. So the Cardinals improved their defense. They got J.J. Watt. Um, and with uh, Kyler Murray, um, he's going to progress and he's going to improve. As you said, DeAndre Hopkins is going to get used to the system even more. The Cardinals are now definitely an above average team. Then again, they are in the toughest division by no doubt. And they have a decent strength schedule. So we'll have to see how it plays out. Last but not least, I have the 49ers. So Trey Lance is still unproven. That's not a big reason why. I'm just stating it. And um, 49ers have to adjust to a whole new season with all of their starting core members back under the action. And I think it might take some time to get used to. And it won't be an immediate impact. So it's going to take some time for them to get their mojo back as it was two years ago in the Super Bowl. And playing in the NFC West, where you have to play um, division rivals and pretty tough teams it's not going to make it easier then again this whole division is really crazy and it could go either way they're all within one or two um, games within of each other and in the end Seahawks can go on top oh LA Rams might win oh no it could go 49ers can be Cardinals it can really go either way and all of them have similar schedule difficulties so that's also um, not factoring in but as of now those were my predictions yeah, like I said with mine, I think all four teams can like rank at any point in that division. And I agree with all of your points. San Francisco, I can definitely see them going last. I have them second, but last is definitely possible. But overall, I'm really excited for this season. With 17 games, that's a full extra week. And there are going to be a lot of close divisions outside of maybe like the NFC North and AFC West. I see every division being really close. I'm also interested um, now that like I think last year was like a like a kind of like weird weird year because like COVID happened and everything. But maybe this year it might be different. Maybe something new like a team might be really good. That's probably not going to happen. But I'm I'm actually kind of happy to see that fans are coming back into the stadiums and. Um, I think, yeah, because, like, the vaccines finally come out, right? So they're accepting more people into the stadiums. And we, you can finally hear those noises. They don't have to have programmed noises and, like, cardboard cutouts. So it might be more regular and it might be more, like, you know, NFL f- uh, fanatic. And it will be more exciting to see how the post-COVID um, NFL season plays out. 
That's all we have for this week's episode of Bite Size Opinions about our predictions for the NFL season. Please feel free to follow and subscribe to our platforms on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and more. Also, we would really appreciate it if you followed our Instagram and Twitter and left suggestions in the comments. Goodbye.